0: my thoughts monday is brought to you by kinetic performance the makers of the rolls royce of barbell monitoring technology the gym aware guys in season training we rock the gym aware all the time for quite a few reasons the first of course is just that the ding every time the athlete hears that they know that they're hitting exactly what we need from them at that moment and when they don't hear it it brings out that extra little bit of competitiveness within themselves on top of that that Awesome Ding ends out bringing together the athletes as well, pushing each other and getting each other to be able to hit numbers that they probably wouldn't hit at that portion of the year. And finally, of course, that ding helps us monitor, manipulate, and keep track of volumes and intensities so we can best dose our athletes during the season at the right time with the right amount. Guys, hop over to kinetic.com.au and check out what Evan and the team down there have because this is absolutely a sensational product that's changed the way that we've trained our athletes. This edition of My Thoughts Monday is brought to you by Val Performance, the team behind the Nordboard, Four Stacks, the Groin Bar, and Human Track. Guys, the most important ability for all of our athletes is availability, and that's the absolute goal of Val Performance, is to provide solutions to performance professionals so that we can get the right information to make the right decision at the right time for the betterment of the athletes that we get to work with. To do this, guys, they have a wide range of validated products that focus on usability. And having been founded by the School of Exercise and Nutrition Sciences at the Queensland University of Technology, they're extremely evidence-based and they're beyond transparent. I can tell you that our time using the NordBoard and being involved with 4 we have been introduced to so many amazing people that have truly helped us become better coaches, have a better understanding, not just of the technology, but also what we're doing with our athletes. So make sure you hop over to ValPerformance.com today to make sure you check out what they got. It's going to make you better and to do better by your athletes. Hey, everybody. If you enjoy the podcast and the content that it provides, make sure you hop over and check out the all new Strength Coach Network. The Strength Coach Network is a combination of the CVA SPS community and the Rugby Strength Coach community, bringing you what is sure to be the internet's leading resource for continuing education for strength and conditioning professionals. Combining these two resources has allowed us to bring some of the best content from some of the best minds in the world together for your one-stop shop to better improve the continuing education for not just yourself, but your entire staff. Bringing together all of the lectures from the Rugby Strength Coach community along with the lectures exclusively done for the Central Virginia Sport Performance Community and all the lectures performed at the Central Virginia Sport Performance Seminar make this an absolute must for performance coaches around the world. The world-class lectures at the Strength Coach Network are not all that you'll see as well. The discussion in the forums and the support and the career guidance from some of the top practitioners in the world, from people all over the world makes this an absolute must and a great place for you to network, learn, and grow as a performance professional. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com and use the code CVASPS, that's C-V-A-S-P-S, to get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. We're sure you're going to find great value in the Strength Coach Network and are really excited to have you involved. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com and use the code CVASPS to check it out today. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Jay DeMeo coming at you with this week's edition of My Thoughts Monday. Today, guys, I I've had this kind of thought in the last few days, and I kind of wanted to throw this out there and see if we could get talking about some stuff again, where it comes to you know, what we actually are doing. Like, what is this this subculture in sports and strength and conditioning actually doing, and what are we building towards? Um, you know, because I think. But if we go back and we look over time as to what this, 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 you know, pocket of athletics really came from, I think that we can take a step back and and have a little bit of a discussion as to different things and different roles and where we can see things moving forward. So let's just start back way back in the day, right, back in the Soviet Union where really we could say a lot of these things were started out of necessity right we have a bunch of track and field athletics coaches who many of us studied and look at uh, what they did for guidance Um, and they had to do a lot of these things because let's be honest the weather blows they couldn't go outside and run and practice because there's plural feet of snow so they came up with these other ideas and these other methods to help them move faster. This then, as everything did during the Cold War, trickles its way to the other side of the, the Iron Curtain. And holy mackerel, we need to do that too. And not only do we need to do that, but we need to do that so much better than them because we're America. And I think we do. No offense to my European friends, but I think we're pretty darn good at it. Well, this then, you know, turning that from, like, track coaches running it with their own athletes and developing strength and special strengths to get them to run faster, jump higher and throw further, then trickled its way into the sport of American football, right? This is kind of where it took a left turn because it's now We're looking at the weight room, or at least we're starting to at this point, looking at it as its own entity, right? Like, this is where they get strong. This is where they get tough. This is where all these other things happen. And then this started to spread, and other coaches were like, well, wait a minute. Maybe this will help us. Now, there, there were and still are some sports and coaches that look at this, and they're like, it messes up the sport. But... We can get into that another day. So like research started happening, right? And a lot of this research was being utilized sort of as leverage for there to be more strength coaches. You know, like if you lift weights, you're less susceptible to injury. Or if you strengthen X, Y, and Z, you're less susceptible to specific injuries. So then they this, turned this kind of shift at this point, right, away from what the initial role of this training was, which was simply supportive of what the athlete and the coach were doing at the time that couldn't be done because of poor conditions. So I say all that because all too often we have conversations. And we have these conversations where we're like, well, yeah, but we can only do so much. You know, like if if they recruit players who are slow and not strong and super skinny, like what are we gonna do? Right, I get that. So then people turn around and say, so how can we be tied to wins and losses? All right, well, Athletic directors get fired over wins and losses all the time. Like the people running departments lose their jobs because a head coach maybe messes up or a program has assistants that mess up and get caught doing the wrong thing. They don't recruit as well for a couple years, so they lose a bunch of games. So we are all tied to that umbrella. And shouldn't that all just be part of the same process? Right? Like, this is devil's advocate. Because I don't know what's right or wrong in this situation. But I want to throw an idea out there. And I want to throw a thought out there. You know, we talk all so often about wanting to be separate. Wanting to be our own entity. Wanting to be something like sports medicine. And while I understand where that's coming from... I feel like tying ourselves in that sort of situation is different, and it's difficult. Because at the end of the day, with what we do, our agenda cannot be different than the team's. Our makeup can't be different than the team's. Our goals can't be different than the team's. Our planning can't be different than the coaches. Because if it is, then all we're doing is screwing the kids, Right? Like if you're sitting here and saying, well, today should be an easy day, but it's a hard practice. And tomorrow should be a hard day, but it's an easy practice. (laughs) Well, now what'd you do? Now you took the whole plan that could have had them ready. Maybe not the way you think, but maybe the way the sport coach thinks. And maybe it could have had them better off, but because we're digging our heels in for things because we wanna pick these battles at times, we've now set the kids up for a negative situation. And if what we're saying, right, is that we know what we're doing, we understand how to make these kids bigger and stronger and faster, and, and we can prepare them better, and we can put them in the best shape possible. And like, I get it, right? Like, everybody's got a ceiling, but if we're really doing that, and they are getting better, Shouldn't the outcomes on the field, court, track, water, whatever, be better? And if we know, if we know, and we do know, that the biggest improvements in salary, compensation, benefits, all that, has come because coaches have become tied with major revenue sports, and are now starting to be tied with non-revenue sports and are getting big pay bumps, wouldn't it be best for us to continue down that model? Sure, we need a way to be evaluated, right? But how would it be any different if we were a scapegoat versus an assistant coach? Like, and I think all too often we say we're a scapegoat, and maybe we are at times. You're right. We probably are at times, because it's, it's an easy fire, right? But who's to say that bottom-level assistant, you know, or that associate head coach really did something that was a fireable offense? Who's to say they're not a scapegoat at that time? And who's to say that maybe the change isn't just what's best for the team, you know? I mean, that sucks. I've got a lot of friends that have lost their jobs at times, and that sucks. Nobody wants that for anybody. But to say that we're always a scapegoat, I think, might be a little bit misinformed. Because, again, if we are doing what we say we can do, we are making all these athletes bigger, stronger, faster, more explosive, making them have better fitness levels, doing all these things, then that should show up in their play. Now, everybody's doing it. So everybody should be getting bigger, faster, stronger, better shape, more explosive, yada, yada, yada every year. So I get that. I also feel like there are some people and some coaches that have better skill sets at developing one the other multiple but that's how it is in every field so I guess what I'm saying is maybe we should be tied more to performance because I think that all too often right now what we're doing is we're taking these byproducts of improving performance right and saying oh well Their tens got faster, their verticals got higher, they got leaner, they're so much stronger. Right, but if you suck, you suck. And right, we don't recruit. It's not your role. But it's part of your team. And at the end of the day, guys, this is just a business. College athletics is a business. Let's not get it twisted. Like we can talk about all we want, about like student-athlete experience and athlete-centered models and all of these things, but at the end of the day, it's, it's the bottom line that drives decisions. Whether that be ticket sales, season ticket sales, merchandise sales, food and beverage sales at games, or just keeping the donors happy so that they keep pouring money into the institution, that's what our job is. We are a cog in that wheel. And we need to make sure that we're doing best, the best that we can to make sure that these performances increase so that that part of the wheel keeps spinning. So I think that the more I look at what we do and all of these things together, we are in an extremely unique situation, and we know that. But I think that at times, they might hold on to that uniqueness a little too hard and pick fights over this stuff that maybe we don't want to have. Because at the end of all of it, if we can bring in the right players, we can develop them the best possible ways we can, we can work together with the staff so that we make sure that we're doing whatever is in the best interest of the student athletes to improve their performance at all times, then all of these other things, bigger, stronger, faster, more explosive, better shape, Decreased risk of injuries, decreased likelihood of injuries, decrease of, you know, re-injuries. If we are working with the sport coaches, the sports medicine staff, and the student athlete or the athletes themselves to make sure that we are shoulder to shoulder with everyone and we're all rowing the boat together, those byproducts of us trying to improve performance, because that's what they are, is they are byproducts. They aren't the focus, right? If we go all the way back, the initial focus was to improve outputs on the track or in the circle or in the jumping pit. If we are improving performance, then the byproducts of decreased injuries, increased strength, size, power. Aerobic, anaerobic endurance, whatever it may be, are going to take care of themselves. Or maybe I'm just completely and totally full of it and you just listen to this for like 15 minutes and are like, Jay, you are a moron. And if that's the case, that's fine. I get it. But I think this is something we need to talk more about. Where do we fit? Because right now, that might be our biggest problem. We don't know where we fit. We've got some schools that are getting tied to doctors and sports medicine staffs. We've got some schools that are having an independent individual being taken over as an athletic director in order to oversee it, which is awesome. Both both of them are great, but it's different. So again, there's still this identity crisis, which I think we need to figure out first. And I personally feel that on-field performance still is the most important variable when it comes to sports. Because at the end of the day, the goal is to win, period. It doesn't matter if you double leg squat, single leg squat, or both, you gotta win. So we'd love to hear your thoughts. And as always guys, we'd love to hear your thoughts, comments, criticisms, whatever. So again, I think we need to talk more about this. I think this needs to be a way more open dialogue. Other than just do this, do that. Like, why? Let's figure it out. So, as always, guys, truly appreciate everything you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We'll be back next week with another My Thoughts Monday. I'll see you then.